Ultra. Again, to the Coronetto Minute, the daily podcast where we crawl our way through the bitter end of the world's end one minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez, and I did that from fucking memory because I didn't have the script open. I'm pretty proud of myself. I am Scott Corelli, and I'd like to congratulate my co host on doing that from memory. Good work. Uh, and also welcome our guest one final time, Naomi Wong. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. And we're all very proud of you, Nick. Thank you. Yes. And uh, today we're preparing to annihilate Minute 30, which begins with Gary pointing out that they don't really know what they're thinking. <laughs> and it's with Gary uh. proclaiming that it's high time they got onto the cock. It's such a bad joke, but just something, I just, oh, we don't really know what they're thinking, do we? It just, it's such a. It's, it's the frown. It's the fact that he punctuates it with the frown, I think, is what makes it funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, like the rest of the joke is just like, all right, okay, we don't need to make fun of the, me- <laughs> the, the mentally impaired. And then, uh, and then he, he does the little frown, and that's the thing that gets me. It's the frown <laughs> at the end. <laughs> sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, sad. Yeah. Uh yeah, but it does the the joke the joke makes me uncomfortable, but you know, it's supposed to be uncomfortable and I think yeah. Simon Pegg knows that and that's why like he knows that the joke isn't supposed to be funny. Like hmm. it's it's the Gary thinks it's funny, but yeah. you're yeah. it's it's supposed to be bad. It's a bad yeah. joke. The, the joke but, is that Gary's an awful human being. Yeah. Yes. Or, or is that Gary doesn't even see it as a joke. Gary thinks that he's being earnest and like sincere like oh we don't really know yeah. what they're thinking do we and i think that's part of what makes it funny too is Definitely. that it, it is is that it's the earnestness that like, he's earnestly trying to be sympathetic and he's just yeah completely failing <laughs> it, it, it reminds me a lot of uh of the scene in wolf of wall street where the the wall street people <laughs> are like earnestly going through the logistics of the service where you can like throw little people at like at like the, the the bullseyes right right where it's like oh these guys have no idea what they're talking about these guys are morons and like that's the joke right uh yeah yeah that's definitely uh i think i think that's like it's a real it's a tricky needle to thread for sure um and uh, I think I think Simon Pegg uh, mostly pulls it off, honestly. I think because I think the humor of the of the scene. I mean, I'm not saying that everyone laughing at this is laughing at it for the appropriate reason, because um, that sure. never happens. I mean, yeah, look Wolf at Joker. Yeah. <laughs> look at Joker or Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I think that the intention here is that it's funny because Gary is terrible at being a good person. Yeah, like he's he's actively attempting to be a good person in this moment, uh, and and try to so be like, sad. look, I have I have empathy, but he just fails completely, yeah. fails. Yeah, uh, uh, they, should get, uh, they should get Simon Pegg to voice the Joker in one of those DC animated movies. They should. Yeah, I've thought about him as the Joker before, and thought that mm-hmm. it would be a pretty good. That'd be pretty good, I think. Um. 
hopefully he doesn't uh recreate that scene from the joker um hopefully there is never another live action version of the joker again in our lifetime that'd be great wouldn't that be great that would be fantastic (laughs) it'd be awesome uh but uh yeah if they ever do or even even more so than um one of those like direct-to-video animated things if they if warner brothers ever gets <laughs> gets off their ass and actually realizes that they have they'd have a gold mine if they made dc animated theatrical films mm. um he would be a great joker in one of those that would definitely be cool. yeah or uh or a good edward enigma sure yeah he'd be a pretty good edward enigma yeah um the uh the performance there where uh where where you know sam clarifies no what i want to know what happened to you and he says nothing nothing i'm the same old gary um really good performance there you know uh you know knowing what we what we know about gary um she says what happened to you and he has this expression on his face like oh does she know that something happened to me you know yeah Um, yeah. does she know that i like tried to kill myself uh and then just sort of tries to brush it past and say he's the same old gary which he's trying to say as a positive like no i haven't changed i'm the same old gary everything's i'm 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 fine and she's like yeah i know you're the same old gary and that fucking sucks man you're not (laughs) <laughs> you're the same asshole that i knew in high school yeah some character growth guy yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you know it's uh i remember when mark Marin interviewed edgar wright on his podcast for this movie he uh he said that he was almost a little bummed when the alien stuff started happening yeah and mm-hmm. i really i really get that in that in this scene where i i definitely as much as i love everything that comes afterward everything in this section of the movie is so engaging and so compelling and funny and sad that like yeah I, I could watch a two hour version of this where it's just like about a bad night out yeah 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 absolutely um they just have such good chemistry like all of these characters yeah uh, i mean i i can't think of a an edgar wright movie that the characters don't have chemistry um because that seems to be something he's pretty good at uh mm-hmm. tracking yeah, but, character um, yeah for yeah. sure him and jj maybe yeah. two of them. Two of the best casting directors, not casting directors, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean the problem. The problem, though, of course, is that is that while uh, uh, they're both very good at the casting stuff, um, is, uh, Edgar Wright can also write a cohesive film, uh, whereas J.J. Abrams um, relies too much on uh, writers rather than trying to write his stuff himself. I think. Mm-hmm. Because I like because like Super Eight, he wrote himself, right? That was written and directed yeah, by him. I, I think that's his only. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the last time he did that. Um, he should do something else like that again. Uh, that's what I hope. I really, I, re- I would love to see another original idea because I, I, I think Super Eight is an underrated movie, personally. Yeah, even though like I think some people probably scoffed at the idea of you calling that an original film because it's so like you know, predetermined on being an Amblin movie and a Spielberg movie and that whole thing. Sure. Um, yeah. But, but uh, even still, I would rather that than him continuing to uh, reboot franchises. Yeah. Um, like the idea of him doing a Superman movie just seems exhausting or. Uh... Oh yeah. 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 Especially since I've read his Superman movie and it was uh, <laughs> not good. Is that the one where him and Lex Luthor are brothers? Yeah, yeah. Lex is uh, is a crypt. Yeah, where Lex Lex Luthor is a Kryptonian. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why would you yeah. mess with that? Yeah, 
Yeah, it's really, it's uh, really bad. I'm just, I'm um, so tired, guys. I'm so tired. Why do they keep doing these things? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, that was that was back when like McGee was going to direct it. It was like before J.J. <laughs> Abrams was like a real director. McGillicuddy, um, short for McGillicuddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was called Flyby. Yeah, Superman, Superman Flyby. Flyby. Flyby? <laughs> yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah. One word. Yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah. Let's all be glad that that movie didn't uh, didn't get off the yes. ground because R.I.P. in pieces. Um, but yeah, uh, same old Gary. It's it's really good. And then I think he, I think he like purposefully, like when he says, "So do you want it?" I I He's don't depressed. think he. I don't think he. I don't think he thinks that she's gonna go for it. I think he's trying to sabotage this so that they can get off the subject of him. Yeah. Right. Self-sabotaging. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's like, you know, pointing the plane into the ground at that point. Like that's the quickest way to change the subject. Yeah. That's a, that's a kamikaze mission. What he just did there. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah. It's easier to torpedo himself than to be vulnerable. Right. Mm. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Uh, Physically vulnerable versus uh, emotionally vulnerable. Yeah. For sure. And then we get a great uh, slap cut to yeah. Gary holding a, a glass to his face. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Um, I like that he's holding the glass to his face like an ice pack. That's uh, mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. It, it, it's also interesting what he does where he like he, he like kind of like digs around in his mouth a second. Like I think he's checking to see if his if he's bleeding. I think. Yeah. Is that what he's doing? Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, I, I don't know. It's like it's just like a good character choice because that's not in the that's not in the script at all like the 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 ice pet glass or anything like that this is just like simon peg choices um it's good mm-hmm. it's a peg original yeah, yeah it's good and it makes sense because you know glasses are so good to use as ice packs <laughs> oh yeah super cold yeah that's true yeah um, anytime i've been in a pub and i've had like a headache or something always just fight. <laughs> yeah yeah no i've been in tons of bar fights me i mean yeah, you know me mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah she comes oh no me wong those, uh those uh theater fighting classes those post theater fighting class uh oh yeah, drinks. So, yeah sometimes you just really you just gotta get it out i gotta <laughs> yeah. uh, if i don't nap someone here in a second i'm gonna lose it <laughs> <laughs> i really feel sad because uh steven got her her vodka tonic and it's there she's not gonna drink it yeah, everyone, everyone's uh, – I, I can relate to that. There's always – there's something that happens with guys. It's always a little bit of a bummer when, like, the only girl in the group leaves. It's like, oh. Right. Yeah. A little, a little and she just got there. Yeah. A little bit of feminine energy that we had. It's gone now. Now it's just us again. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> uh, that's a real power move on Sam's part, dropping the disabled sign in front of her, in front of everybody. Yeah. The out of order sign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I love that sign though. It really, it's, it's weird because like, you know, the costuming in this movie is so good, especially Gary's costume mm. um, is so good. Uh, and so sort of like instantly iconic. It's got like that silhouette quality that we talk about all the time. Um, and, uh, but, but I think that the, the, the out of order sign brings the costume kind of like, 
it's like completed now. It's like yeah. Superman getting his S, you know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's out of order. Yeah. What does it Finally mean? complete. It's not an S. A girl gave it to me when I tried to hook up with her in a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and now I wear it to remind myself to always be a gentleman, Lois. <laughs> Wow, the Superman reboot sounds great. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Henry Cavill should be in an Edgar Wright joint. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That'd be great. He's great. Um, he is great. I I also like that there's <laughs> there's nothing about – because he says, ah, it's a, it's a private joke. And <laughs> I don't want to know. And all, like, I don't want to know. I like, it doesn't know. matter – what it is he's just like i don't i don't care i don't want to know what that has to, i don't i nope it's i don't like, want to please know. dear god just don't tell me anything <laughs> yeah Why? he is extremely uptight about anyone talking about his sister in a sexual manner and i think it's i think it's great it's great how uptight he is because it's a it's a like just a surefire sign that he's a blank now later um, you know, when, when he shows up and they're talking about his, uh, about his sister and he's just like, ah, you guys, you guys, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, he's a blank now. Like he's not, he's not Oliver anymore. Uh, it's uh, pretty good. Um, and, uh, oh. we get, we get a really great, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the earnest, uh, kind of, uh, the, the, there she goes again shot. Yeah. It's like girl walking in slow motion or, you know, anybody walking in slow motion and the person that they're attracted to kind of like wistfully looking on. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and the song in question is. Uh, ah, shit. Uh, what You Do to Me by Teenage Fan Club. Mm-hmm. One of my all time favorite band names. Uh, it's nothing of the band. And this is from their 1991 iconic album Bandwagon-esque. Uh, the album was released on uh, November 19th, 1991. Became a, a huge critical darling that year. Famously, Spin named it the album of the year in 1991, beating Nirvana's Nevermind. Wow. Uh, the that uh, album, shocking. Right? <laughs> it, was a, it was a big hit at the time. And, uh, of course, the album wasn't... Uh, uh, what You Do To Me wasn't the only track to be used very effectively in a movie. I'm a big fan of the uh, needle drop in Young Adult when mm. they use the concept where it's like yeah. the only song that Charlie Theron listens to on that mix CD. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah, Teenage Fan Club just kind of captures the vibe of 1991 very effectively. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a really good song. I like that the way that it transitions us into this walk to the third pub um i think it's really it's really well done it just like kind of sucks the air out of the room a little bit but like in a good way so that we can really focus in on yeah Yeah. so we can just like really focus on steven's pining (laughs) that's good um so what do we think about this uh this modern art piece i mean it's hard to imagine now that it isn't just like a robot sentry <laughs> sure yeah it, I mean, it just has a look of one yeah, yeah. i mean even the, the first time i watched this i think it, it reminded me of the robots from lapita oh uh-huh. yeah. Okay. yeah 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 those are good robots uh in uh castle in the sky i think has a similar yeah, robot 
Oh, that's okay. Okay, yeah. gotcha. It's Laputa, then uh, like a colon, then like I hustle in this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Those um, are more like, those are like ancient, like right. stone yeah. men, right? Right. They're like yeah, covered they have, in like, moss. Yeah, they have, they have things growing out of them and all sorts. Yeah. Oh, Miyazaki. Yeah. Even your robots are of the earth. Yeah. Of course. It's, uh, yeah, it's very similar to that one. It also reminds me a lot of the, um, art pieces and architecture that were in my, uh, my hometown of Columbus, Indiana, um, which is, uh, there's a, there's a whole film with, uh, John, uh, John Cho, um, called Columbus, which is about my hometown. And, uh, you can see some of the, um, the architecture and stuff from the, from it. And you can, you can see like out in front of the library, there's a, this like modern art piece. That's, it looks like it's made out of the same type of metal and, um, just reminds me a lot of this, uh, this, this robot guy. So. He's, uh, he's on our podcast cover, our little robot guy. He is. He's, uh, he's a weirdly iconic part of this movie. I, it's, it's like, I know I, I like, he just feels like kind of like part of the, the whole picture of this. He's like, kind of he's like the, the swan. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, he's like the swan. Yeah. <laughs> he's the, he's the swan of this movie. Um, Shaun of the Dead doesn't have a doesn't have a swan. No, a, it's kind of a kind of a rare missed opportunity in the movie. It's a shame that no one had like a dog or a cat or like yeah. a goose. There's no there's no swan and there's no bond. So I guess no. it's consistent in that way, I suppose. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Weird that Bill Nighy hasn't been in a bond. That is weird. He'd be Maybe a great he M. He would. Maybe he doesn't like Bond. Oh, you think it's stupid. Yeah, maybe, maybe he does. I don't have to be in a Bond movie. It's just my lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, or, or like a really low-key Q. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. It's just it's a laser. It's also a watch thing. Enjoy that. <laughs> it barely explains what it is. Try not to break anything. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I really want that. <laughs> um, who would his bond be? They should, you know, you know how I talk about, I've, I've talked about this to you before. I don't know that I've ever talked about this on a podcast before, but how I really want after this, um, this final Daniel Craig bond movie for them mm-hmm. to just, just stop with continuity, just completely stop. And just every bond movie is a new bond, new director, new everything. And it's yeah. like this is this team's take on Bond. This is their ultimate Bond movie. There it is. Okay, now this is another Bond. You know, like five years yeah. later, here's another one. Um, Edgar Wright doing a doing a Bond movie with like his gang uh, would be so yes. fun. Oh uh, yeah. There's your and there's your Henry Cavill. Bond. There's your Henry Cavill Edgar Wright movie. Oh hell yeah. Henry Cavill Bond with Daniel or with uh with Edgar Wright and like yeah. Simon yeah, Pegg I, as a character, Bill Nye as a character. I think there's nowhere to go but up. I kind of feel the same way about Bond that I do about Batman, where, you know, in 04 or 05, 06, respectively, it was like, okay, it's a post 9 11 world. No one's in a laughing mood. Let's get gritty. Let's get real, which had its weight back in yeah. 05 and 06. I, I love both those movies, but now it's been almost two decades. And. I think the opposite has become true where the world has become so weathered and battered down by reality that I think the only rebellious punk rock thing to do now is to just have a footloose, fancy free fun bond. Yeah. Yes. I might actually I... watch it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Or like imagine a a dance in Batman again. (laughs) Yes. Please. It's all I want in life. (laughs) If, if, if Robert Pattinson does the bat tootsie. (laughs) <laughs> it will automatically be my favorite Batman well, Catwoman's in it, so they there will probably be dancing, but it will probably be like slow, sensual dancing. Yeah, um, like uh, Dark Knight Rises dancing. Um, oh, is there? Oh, there is dancing in that, isn't there? Yeah, sounds like you're I looking was, forward to it. I was thinking uh, Batman Returns. Um, oh my god, yeah, a much more iconic dancing <laughs> scene than Dark Knight Rises. But uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Boy, who would have thought Tim Burton would do sexy better than Christopher Nolan? I I would. Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely assume that. <laughs> we we talked about we had a whole episode where we talked about how sexless uh, Christopher Nolan is. Sure, because uh, he's never had sex. Yeah, I don't think he has. Uh <laughs> Yeah, anyway, this robot guy's cool. Um Yeah. Can you, can, can you imagine <laughs> trying to instigate sex with Christopher Nolan in a movie theater? Jeez, oh, please. Why That's would you a specific situation? No, Why? what are you what are you doing? It's sacrilege. Uh, we're at the cinema. Uh, got a full overcoat, a teacup. Uh, what's that building behind the robot? It kind of looks like a library. Yeah, um, might be. Or city hall. Uh, yeah, or a, uh, it almost looks like a mall. It, it's it a mall. Might, it has a Starbucks be, on top. It, that, ah. it, it also it could be a cinema because a lot of cinemas have that kind of look now. Oh. Wow. There's a Starbuck. Starbucking, man. Oh, yeah. I can see the little lady, the mermaid. Yeah, the little lady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a question as well is, is was there a shot of this particular part of it before, from the previous when they were walking through as teenagers? Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember that. Yeah, it, it looks it looks very modern. It looks like something that was that came up in the last ten years. Yeah. yeah. No, there wasn't. There wasn't a shot of this because this the the famous cock was in the montage where they said that there was uh, there was uh, controversy. Okay. <laughs> um, and it was just uh, it was just a it was just like a one shot like you're barred thing, and that was it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You're uh, barred. Uh, yeah. Yes. So I'm like looking at the the shops in the background. And- yeah, is Cost Cutter a uh, like a grocery store? Is that like a? It's um yes. I use that term loosely because I do not trust the food from it at all. Oh. Um, but it's the only place right nearby that I can top up my electricity and and water and gas and stuff. So I have to go there. Um, top but yeah, off. it's it's definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm on a meter, so. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, I, and it's got a, a post office attached to it. This one, I think. Oh, interesting. Is that if you see, there's the little um, red sign that's popping out. Oh yeah, right. Office. Look at that! Um, wow. And I did notice that when they're walking, the the shot of the four of them walking towards, you can see, not just a super drug, but then there's the two. Two charity shops, yeah, the cancer research, research. and uh, Age UK, I think it was. Mm. Um, and then there's I a, a bunch it... of Tulet, Tulet ones, which is probably just <laughs> just on location because that's uh, the nature of our high street right now. Mm. Um, is the high streets are disappearing? Uh, mm. I find it interesting that the cost cutter logo looks so close to the Bernie Sanders logo. <laughs> 
Oh, it's looked like this for years. <laughs> yeah. Cost cutters look like that for as for as long as I can remember it. No, so. I mean I just I like to assume that Bernie Sanders was like cost cutter. I like that. Just I'm a man of the people. So, <laughs> so, 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 forgive me. Uh, what is a high road like? A kind of shopping center? Hmm. So the, 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 the like the the high street. Um, high street. High street. Yes. The high street is just sort of like it's it's the outdoor shopping. Basically, it's like the, the town center, and then there's all the shops. Oh, okay. that's, that's the high street, and then 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 you've got shopping centers, which are the the, the shop the shopping malls. Um, like for example. Uh, in Hull, it <laughs> the high street is 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 disappearing, and then there was a shopping center. There's well, there's been there's like three or four shopping centers now. Um, because mm. they, they build one, and then everyone all the business goes to there. And then they build another one, and then all the business goes to the uh, there. The old one basically dies and becomes a ghost town. Um, so it's just it's just the saddest state of affairs for us. <laughs> one one issue that I I have with um. Gary King is a character in this movie uh, is, and it's, I think it's largely, I mean, I'm not going to blame Simon Pegg here. I'm going to blame the actor who plays the younger version of him. Um, but I, idiot. I just, well, <laughs> he just doesn't, he doesn't have the same energy that Simon Pegg's Gary has. That so kind like of here, yeah. 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 Where Gary here is like, uh no wrong you know what time it is it's time that we get onto the cock and he does like <laughs> this weird like superman pose point thing kind of anime almost yeah and it's just it's a very different vibe than the gary in the past yeah past gary is a little too cool yeah 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 um and i get it he's supposed to be cool like that was that's the point but how does that cool guy turn into this guy? That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Um, I think I think he needs to be a little more manic, um, even mm-hmm. back then. Because I knew a lot of kids who were like manic and also like insanely popular and and like seemed so so cool at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, that manic energy is uh, not like a detractor. I don't think, or it doesn't have to be a detractor. Um, but it doesn't. I'm I'm missing a co- a direct connection between him and uh, younger Gary King. Yeah. Well, you oh, you know who was great young version. Whoever the kid that played young Newt Scamander in Fantastic Beasts two. Oh man, that was so. That was like one of the best parts of that terrible movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I never uh, went to yeah. see it. Well, there's a there's a there's like a weird thirty minute period where they're like, here, we're just gonna be in Hogwarts for a while. We're sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> and and sure, it's like, why not? Yeah, it's like a weird. You're like, how long has this flashback been going? But it's uh, Lita Lestrange, like young Zoe Kravitz and young Eddie Redmayne. But the kid playing young Eddie Redmayne just fucking crushes it. Oh man, it's All nuts. Right. It's really good. Um, I, I we Nick and I saw that together, and uh, we saw it at like a fan preview screening because I happened to get like some free tickets to it, and uh, <laughs> we we watched it. Uh, and, and first of all, it started twice, started the opening sequence and we got like five minutes into it and it just shut off and then restarted (laughs) and then tried to end its own life. Yeah. It was trying (laughs) to end its own life. Yeah, exactly. Like it was, it was Uh, like, it was like, you don't want to watch this movie. Trust me. You really don't. Uh, and, uh, (laughs) turns out the movie was right. We did not want to watch it. Not, not to bring it back to the world's end, but I think actually that it, um, (laughs) 
I think actually where the Starbucks is, that is a shopping center because I think there's a car phone warehouse underneath. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So some some kind of shopping center. So Newton Haven just seems in general a lot more metropolitan than Stanford. Stanford, God, Lord. Yeah, you're never going to stop calling it Stanford. Um, For some reason, you really want to go to college there. Yeah. Uh. Uh, Yeah. Oh, wow. You went to Stanford and like, meanwhile, you're picturing in your head. Like the Stanford, yeah, a Swan, <laughs> a small town, small village. Oh, uh, that's almost like when I tell uh. people I went to Columbia College, Chicago, mm-hmm. and they just don't hear the Chicago. Yeah, like, you went to uh, Columbia. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, Columbia College, Chicago, different, <laughs> different institution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I went to uh, I went to a school in Louisiana called Northwestern State. And I had kind of a similar, like, oh, you're going to Northwestern. I'm like, no. Yeah. Yep. And Beth- Bethany always said that she she's like, yeah, I went to college at, uh, at UK. And they're like, you went to college in the UK? They're like, she's like, no, <laughs> University of Kentucky, UK. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Words. Words. Language. Uh, speaking of words and language, The Other Side of Solitary premieres tomorrow on yeah. our YouTube page. Uh so you should uh you should you should check that out. One last push. It's a romantic comedy about two shut-ins who uh enter a long-distance relationship with each other despite the fact that they live across the street from each other. Uh because they don't leave their house, you see. Uh so it's uh it's I think it's a really uh sweet romantic comedy. Uh, Nick and I are really proud of it. And uh, it is going to be performed tomorrow live on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash dueling genre, uh, including Naomi here as uh, the female lead. Zach Luna, past guest of this show and my co-host on Spider-Man Minute, uh, will be playing the male lead of David. And uh, Nick will be performing a role along with uh, several other people playing other uh, other more minor roles. And then uh, I will be reading stage direction. So it should be a lot of fun. There's going to be original songs uh, in it uh, written by uh, friends of ours. And uh, it's going to be, I think it's going to be really good. We're doing a, a rehearsal uh, soon and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the rehearsal to see um, exactly what this is going to, what this is going to feel like. Um, but uh, yeah, May 9th at noon Pacific time. That's 3 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. British summertime. Is that what you said? Yes. Okay, British summertime. It's British summertime. <laughs> Yay, that summer that we're all experiencing right now. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so uh, so check that out. Um, again, that's the other side of solitary. If you're on Facebook, we'll probably post some sort of event page or something to remind you all that it's happening. Uh, and, of course, uh, we will be talking about it incessantly all week on Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff if you follow us there. So uh naomi thanks so much for being our guest this week no problem no problem yeah always up for Um, chat yeah of course (laughs) uh, Um, we're never doing a podcast like this again but uh one (laughs) podcast again you're more than welcome to be a guest on whatever that is yeah whatever that thing is yeah (laughs) um all right well uh thanks for listening everyone we will be back next week uh to talk about minute 31 but in the meantime let's be with you remember